Welcome to The Authentic Spiritual Journey, a weekly podcast featuring real and practical spiritual conversations from diverse perspectives here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today, episode 195, Your Life Plan. And now your host, Reverend Cynthia Alice Anderson. Good morning and welcome to The Authentic Spiritual Journey. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson. I'm the host and I'm here today in 818 Studios with my producer. Good morning, everybody. This is Dave Croft. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 195 of The Authentic Spiritual Journey. As always, I welcome you to a brand new week. I hope you had an amazing weekend and are ready for whatever the universe has in store for you. Yes, happy Monday, dear friends. Even if you're not listening on Monday, uh, <laughs> we always do the Monday thing. <clears throat> what we love having you with us and along the journey, and uh, I love hearing that some of you listen in your drive time, some while you're doing stuff around the house. Uh, we love to be a part of your day in whatever way you you invite us in, and uh, I think. Because of the conversational style, it is pretty easy to listen as you're doing something. My only uh, thought on that is um, <clears throat> if something really is interesting to you, l- take it in on a deeper level. Listen again. Uh, listen a second time if you can, because you will hear more a second and even third time. Um, I, I, you know, I'm the one creating the shows <laughs> with Dave, and when I go back and listen after recording, even after you know, thinking about it and planning and going back, I always get something a second and third listen as well. So uh, we want to encourage you to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've been known to put on the show while grilling. Like, I'll, I'll oh, yeah, it it's fun to grill. listen while yep. grilling. Yes. Yep. Of course, I have to kind of disengage my producer brain. You know, and yeah. I think, okay, ooh, I really should have edited. Ooh, I should have tweaked the EQ on that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how yeah. it goes. Yeah, and Dave, most of us just listen and think it's fabulous. And I, I want to say, I compared to so many podcasts, really, the sound quality, uh, the show notes are so much better than most anything I hear anywhere else. Thank you, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. I, I work, I work really hard to make sure that it's that. The last thing I want is for the sounds to be distracting or to pull yeah. you out, and so uh, it can be exactly. a real challenge, you know, uh, going from like um, Dr. Donna, you know, and her environment, yeah. and your environment, and, right. uh, and Monique's environment, uh, which is you know downtown New York, and we've just leaned I know, into yes. it over there. Every we've, now and then, you hear a siren at at Monique's recording. Yeah, yeah we've just we've steered into that skid <laughs> because it's it's going to happen. I think it's part of the charm. Part of the charm of that show is she's in downtown New York. Yes, exactly. Exactly right. I think it is, too. Um, You know, she's such a talented person. We're so blessed, really, you know, to have her uh, to have her on the uh, on the show. uh, I mean, rather on the channel. And I want to take this opportunity to say, you know, if you just listen to my show on Monday, check out some of the other shows. So I do uh, own, I am the owner and founder, you know, of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. And it's been a real honor to have uh, uh, several other um, hosts on the channel. And uh, what's so beautiful is because I've either worked with or known the other souls that are leading shows. Uh, everything dovetails into the same idea, you know, that we are souls, that we're here to grow and expand. 
And today is a little bit of a continuation, speaking of, from last week when we had Sister Jenna. And Sister Jenna is always a blessing to have on the show. She is uh, uh, always uh, teaching us and leading us and reminding us of a truth. And it reminded me of one of my teachings that I haven't talked about for several years on the channel, and I wanted to bring it back. And it is Your Life Plan. So, Dave, is that the title of today's yeah, show? Yeah, your life plan. And just a just a, an edit, editor's note: uh, we had Sister Jenna on a, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, last week. Oh, sorry. La- last no, last week we kind of we uh, we we paused our, our normal schedule of things and uh, we shared your COVID journey, and so that was. Last oh, week. that's right. That's right. 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 Yeah. Well, speaking of life plans, <laughs> <laughs> it goes right along, doesn't it? It goes right along. So. <clears throat> I wanted to follow up, uh, even if it is two weeks ago, Sister Jenna's show, because one of the things she talked about was things being predestined. And uh, I know if you grew up in some churches that there was a teaching called predestination that basically meant some were in, some were out of God's kingdom, and there was not a thing you could do about it, (laughs) which sounds awful pejorative. I'm not sure that's any God I would want to know. Um, and uh, I think what Sister Jenna was meaning is that our life has a plan, has a destination, has a so predestination, in other words, a predecided direction, but it's not necessarily decided by that some are in heaven, some are out, but that our life is a collection of our past choices our past lifetimes, our past experiences. You've heard me say, um, life does not happen to us, but through us, uh, meaning that there are things we can change. There are things that we can, you know, choose new, choose again. But in fact, um, our past choices are what are deciding this very moment. The experiences we call into our lives, the uh, I was laughing when Dave said, oh, remember there was that show on COVID? It was like, yeah, <clears throat> I'd forgotten about that. I'm still <laughs> healing from COVID. And talk about life plan. Well, I'm not sure consciously I would have said, oh, wonderful. Let's bring in this experience of COVID. Let's be down for you know 10 or 11 days and let's go through boxes of Kleenex and have a fever for three days. <laughs> and you know, from the human standpoint, we go, gosh, you know, this is not fun. But now, from the soul standpoint, uh, is there a reason to have gone through it? Yes. <clears throat> yes, everything an opportunity for growth. And so the idea with your life plan is that uh, you have within you this uh, spiritual DNA. And that DNA guides, directs, decides your choices, your next steps. You are a combination of all of your desires and all of your past choices, which in the East, of course, is called karma. Another word for it is the law of cause and effect. Some call it the law of circulation. Sowing um, and reaping. So yep. reaping, that's what I was, yes, I was getting there. Yes. 
<laughs> from our own scriptures, right? You reap what you sow, which means, hey, if you plant squash seeds, you're going to get squash. You're not going to get watermelon. You're going to get squash. Don't be disappointed when you don't get watermelon. <laughs> don't be disappointed if you plant a squash seed, uh, you know, and a squash comes up. You're going to say, why did that come up? Yeah. Well, this is what we do with our lives. We make certain choices. We make, uh, you know, we make decisions. And all of life is choice. I have a, a wonderful family member, my brother-in-law. I just adore him, and I adore his spiritual journey. He's so dedicated to God, and he loves Jesus. And anyway, you know, one of he's uh, very fond of saying, you know, life is choice. Life is choice. If you don't like what's happening, make a new choice. But remember, your choice has got you to this moment. There's nobody to blame. And Sister Jenna mentioned that as well, and we we often come back to, you know, I am 100% responsible for my life and journey. <clears throat> you know, so what do we want life to be like? What do we want life to be about? Well, some of the things in life are preordained in that there are certain experiences your soul has agreed to have this lifetime. So your soul has agreed to have certain experiences. So it's not predestined, meaning you're a victim. It's predestined in that you were the decider. It was your desire, your choices, your life previous to this incarnation. So am I speaking about reincarnation? Yes, I am. I don't believe we're here just one time. And by the way, there's a lot of scriptural evidence. I mean, you know, they thought Jesus was Elijah. Are you Elijah? You know, it's like, Okay, what were they talking about? Obviously, they knew he wasn't Elijah. They were talking about his spirit. You know, in other words, who is this prophet? Who is this teacher? They were trying to recognize him, you know, by, oh, wait, is this the spirit of Elijah? You know, that would have been a very common teaching in the time and in the area that Jesus grew up. So to a Western mind and those who've grown up Christian, the idea of reincarnation seems like, ooh, you know, but um, but it's a very common teaching worldwide. It's in virtually every world religion I know of. It's one of the reasons we're taught to be kind to uh, our, our neighbors and our family members. Uh, um, whatever you can't work out, you come back next lifetime <laughs> and you get to work it out eventually. So. Yeah, I'm thinking back to like Sunday school and it, it just kind of gets glossed over, you yeah. know? <laughs> like the John the Baptist, like what? what? Wait, wait, wait! Time out. Isn't that reincarnation? Nope, let's nope, nope. Let's get, go back to coloring, kids. <laughs> go back to coloring the ark <laughs> and the animals. Right, <laughs> right. Well, and when the oldest religions in the world are, t you teach the same things virtually. Um, you know, you start to say, all right, you know, what is common in all of the world religions, and except for Christianity, reincarnation, loving your neighbor, forgiving, uh, uh, even giving financially to your place of spiritual food. These are all teachings of all the world religions. You know, why would this be? Well, because it's truth on some level. And so in Christianity, what you grow up learning is, um, I'm, in the, I'm eternal. I'm an eternal soul. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and so, well, if you're eternal, does it make sense that you only live once on this earth or maybe many times? Well, I know for most of us, we need, um, we need more than one option. <laughs> we need more than one try at this thing we call life. So your life plan, what's it about? Well, <clears throat> let's talk about that. I, I want to say again that you are not a victim to this life. Uh, having a life plan means there are certain aspects of your journey that are predestined, predecided, but they're decided by you and your soul journey. Working with the divine, working with the divine, because see, when we're um, not in this physical life wave, in other words, when we are uh, when uh, when we are between lifetimes and we're in the spirit world, we can see how our soul wants to grow and expand. And so that's when those decisions are made. It's like, oh, yes, I want to learn about what it is to be this. And so we make our choice to come. When you begin, I want to say this again, but when you begin to be aware that you have a life plan, when you begin to be aware that you are responsible for your journey, what you seek to do is understand what your journey is, and there's a number of reasons to do that. One is you seek to understand what your journey is so that you can not make the same mistakes and also so that you can um, see what's coming forward for you. You'll start to see a trajectory of your life. Uh, one of the things I noticed in my life is I often have seven or 12-year cycles of things, seven or 12-year cycles of things. So depending on where I am on my journey, now that I've done some work on my life plan, I can really um, begin to predict what is going to happen next. Now, this is not a perfect science, but when you have some preparation, it helps both the mind and the soul of you to prepare and move into next steps with a little more ease and a little more grace, you know, on the journey. So I hope this is making sense, what I'm saying mm -hmm. to you. Yep. That there is, yeah, there is a life plan. There are aspects of your journey that are predestined. And there is, in fact, within you this spiritual DNA that is guiding your journey. It is what you seek to know. It's uh, what you seek to experience. <clears throat> and that brings a variety of experiences into your life and into your world. So you have a life plan. Life does not happen by whim or fancy. Life is, uh, in, in many ways, uh, predestined. It is predestined by your choices and by your, your current choices and by your soul journey. Um, I had a friend who is um, Buddhist and, <clears throat> excuse me, I had invited her to come talk. This is years ago at my, uh, at my ministry when I was at CCU and she was Chinese and she, she would say, well, in, in the Chinese culture, we love to go to fortune tellers. We love to know what's next. She said, but I can tell you, you don't need a fortune teller to know what's next. I can tell you what's next by the choices you make today. <laughs> and so we know what's next by the choices we made 
today, yesterday, last year, five years ago, and even, again, lifetimes ago. So knowing you have a life plan, it helps you become more responsible. It helps you become more aware. And it also helps with how you view what comes into your life next. But friends, I want to remind you, you are not a victim to life. You call experiences into your life to grow, to prosper, to evolve. You call experiences into your life because your soul would rather grow than die. So there is no one to blame. A life happens based on your former choices and, again, what the East calls karma. It can sound <clears throat> what's the word? it can sound pejorative to say, oh well, you know this happens because of karma, but it isn't <clears throat> because if you don't like what's happening, good news is you can change what happens next. But your choices you've already had, you're now experiencing the consequences. So give that some thought. Give that some thought. I want to tell you a little bit more as we come back about how you can work through and uh, work your own life plan. And then I think later this spring, maybe early summer, I'm going to do a class on this. I don't know when yet, but it's been a while since I've been able to take a group through their life plan. And I think it would be really, really helpful to you, especially with everything that's been going on in our world. To uh, It's like doing your life plan is a reset. So we'll be back right after these brief messages with your life plan. And welcome back. Um, you know, I forget how excited I get to talk about your life plan. It's just, friends, when I first heard some of these teachings, um, about your life plan, it was like such a time of spiritual awakening. It was like, oh my goodness, you mean my whole journey makes sense? You know, oh my, you know, in other words, life, I'm not just a victim to life. You mean I help decide some of this. So, um, and uh, uh, it helped me really have context for the things that happen. So how do you do it? Well, First, let me say, I hope you'll take the time not only to listen and to go, oh, that's good for you, but to do this on your own, because until you do this work, all you're doing is being entertained. And I, I like to entertain. I like to tell stories, but I want you to be able to experience what I have experienced in terms of knowledge, in terms of awareness, in terms of support for my journey. And and really, this work with the life plan has been tremendous in moving my journey forward. So <clears throat> to do the work of your life plan, you're going to probably need a big piece of paper and uh, some pens and maybe a highlighter or two, because what you do in your life plan is you're charting your life. Basically, you're charting your soul course. But most of us don't think of our lives in terms of soul. So so there's several steps to it. The first step is making a chronological line on a piece of paper of um of, of the years you've been on planet Earth this lifetime. So you chart, you know, 
zero, a, a birth, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Uh, and I, I had a dear friend who was 80 who, who was doing this. And she goes, I don't think I have quite enough paper <laughs> to chart all 80 years. But I said, well, remember, you're not charting every experience. She said, well, what am I charting? And I said, well, what you're charting is in the 80 years, I said, just make a few tick marks, you know, to make your long line of life. And then you're going to, you're going to write down significant experiences. And she was like, wait a minute. And I said, positive and negative. And so for instance, um, you know, uh, for some people, learning to drive was a major childhood experience. Um, having a family member die, uh, uh, like in my own experience, I'll, I'll tell you, like when I was looking back at my life, one of the first things that came into my awareness was when I was 13, my nephew died, who was like a younger brother. That was a very traumatic experience. I just adore that. I adored that boy so much. And um, it was one of the most traumatic things of childhood to lose him. I mean, we even shared a room, you know, for a time. So when I was thinking back about my experiences, I didn't know consciously why, but that came into my mind. You know, what I, uh, what I survived in terms of abuse came into my mind. But then going and doing mission work in Brazil came into my mind, which was a couple of years after my nephew's passing. So I just would chart different things, you know, along the chronological line. My dad's passing early in college. You know, getting into college was a major life experience. And what I noticed, I charted more negative than positive because those were the experience, you know, that really, the rather the experiences that really stood out in my mind, like, wow, these were so significant. Well, so as you're charting, the first thing is the chronological line. The second thing is memorable experiences. Memorable experiences. The birth of a, a son or daughter, a marriage difficult experiences, right? Those go on the line and, you know, those don't happen every year. So that's how I don't want you to get overwhelmed because, you know, in the first 15 years of life, there were only two major experiences, you know, and, uh, so I don't want you to be overwhelmed at the thought of this. It's really not that difficult, but what I noticed as I, um, what I noticed as I did the, the, uh, uh, the the first chronological work is that then on top of that, I did another line about my spiritual journey. And I could see how uh, right after I started, right after a traumatic experience, within a year, there was a major spiritual growth or a uh, like a digging into my spiritual life. And uh, I was astounded that two years after my nephew's passing, I went to Brazil to do missionary work with a teen group. And I think before that, I never would have thought 
to do that. But when my nephew was going through his cancer treatments, he um, had celiac disease and then got cancer. Um, celiac often leads to stomach cancer. And so that's what he died from. And the doctors felt he got it because his dad was in Vietnam and was poisoned by Agent Orange. So it often, you know, revisits illness onto children, the children of people. So it was very traumatic. He was the first grandchild born. And uh, as he started to get sick, I would go with him to doctor's appointments. And I would also, I was doing prayers over him and this is when, oh, what was the TV preacher's name who would, uh, you could call and they would send you oil, Oral Roberts. And so I was, I watched him on TV and he talked about healing. So I called and got oil and I anointed my nephew as he slept with oil and I would, you know, say prayers over him. And, uh, and it was, you know, a really traumatic experience to watch somebody you loved at that age because he was only eight years old you know when he passed almost nine and it was uh so it did something to me that changed me forever it really caused me to go to god because nothing on the human level was working now when he passed you know so it was about two or three years of me you know doing that kind of uh faith work you know when he passed away, I got mad at God. But even that, hear me, friends, even that was an important part of my journey. Because what I realized I had really prayed for for my nephew was a healing. And he got it. It just wasn't what I wanted. I wanted a cure. But as I developed in my spirituality, what I saw is that I cannot control another's journey, but right. I couldn't control his cancer journey. I couldn't control that his dad had been in Vietnam and gotten agent orange. I couldn't control any of that, but what I could do is I could pray and I could support and I could love. So see what at the time was an extremely difficult, and even now I tear up just thinking about it. You know, it's been how many years, over 40 years, you know, that since he passed, and I still feel connected to him. But that experience informed the rest of my life. That experience informed my going to Brazil. I learned to play guitar, to go to Brazil. I learned to speak Portuguese. I still play guitar today. I still know some Portuguese and have friends from Brazil. I also learned as I uh, grew and developed after that Brazil trip that my grandfather had been a missionary in Brazil and was also a minister in Orlando. So I realized as I studied my journey, you know, there may be something I'm actually completing for my family lineage that is even bigger than me. And so there was some awareness that I'm, I'm, it was a mystical experience realizing, wow, I'm following in my grandfather's footsteps, my grandfather who I never met 
who died when my mom was pregnant with me. I'm somehow following in his footsteps, and I'm seeing that aspect of my journey, and I'm seeing how all those experiences led up to those things. And I know that that was predestined, preordained for me to do. And so when you have mystical experiences, you know, as you're looking back, it gives you context, it gives you awareness. And even in college, my choice of college was based on the fact that it was also a Christian college and that um, I thought I might do, uh, you know, Peace Corps and mission work from there as well. I ended up not doing that. But as I looked at those choices, I realized what led to, you know, all of those choices and how my spiritual journey, right after a traumatic experience, within a year, two at the most, there was some major spiritual growth. So do you see how that awareness brought a lot of peace? That it wasn't life happening to me, but through me, and that I was calling to myself these experiences so I would grow. I even tried to uh, become a minister in the Methodist church, and I knew that was not right, and I stepped back from that. But so as I looked back, you know, I think I was probably in my early 30s when I first did my life plan. As I looked back, I saw I was destined to be a minister my whole life. There, there was no getting out of it. I had remembered at eight years old finally being called to be a minister when I was seeing this minister up speaking. I thought, oh, I'm going to do that. I mean, at eight years old. So what I could see looking back is my journey was preordained, predestined. I had within me a spiritual DNA that wasn't always known consciously to me, but was guiding my steps. And so that is the part of the purpose. You see how you have been guided. And, you know, from, you know, relationships that don't work out to jobs that you leave, you go, oh, even that was guided. And I also saw in my journey that when I started really, I started meditating like a half hour in the morning and a half hour at night, um, I noticed as I was drawing out my spiritual journey, my, my highlighter just went way up on the page, almost like, you know, creating a peak. I had I began to have deeper spiritual experiences, deeper awarenesses. And so... And so then I had a vision as I finished, you know, doing the chronological line. And then I wrote all the experiences, the traumas, the good stuff, all those major experiences. And then uh, that third line of my spiritual growth, it, I could clearly see when I dedicated myself to a daily spiritual practice, when I dedicated myself to meditating, to journaling, to going into that observer self, life began to make sense. I could also see, I want to reiterate this, that my life went in certain cycles of years. Some of my growth was in seven-year uh, stretches, some 12 years. I think it's interesting that I lived in Seattle for 12 years. I think it's interesting. I was at CCU for 12 years. You know, so I have 12-year cycles as a part of my life plan. I'm supposed to be places and do things for 12 years. Now, for you, it might be two years, three years, five years, seven years, 10 years. 
mine, 12 years. So that's helpful information. You know, at 10 years when I was at CCU, I said, am I supposed to leave now? No. It was at 12 years. At 12, I was complete. So it gave me a lot of faith and affirmation, even though it was hard to leave because I love the people there and I love the ministry. It was really hard to leave, but it was time. It was time. So I hope this is making sense, friends, what I'm saying. I want you to be able to have context for how your life and how these experiences help decide your spiritual journey. Because we think what matters is how much we make and what we own. And I'm telling you, something completely unknown to most of us is driving us. And it is our past choices, our past karma, our past experiences, and our desire to grow. It is your soul that is guiding you that you have had within you since <laughs> since the beginning a spiritual DNA. And as you grow, as you develop, as you move forward on the journey, that will shift and change to decide a new aspects of your life plan. So this is both fun to me, it's exciting to me, and it brings with it a great, great uh, awareness. you can know without a shadow of a doubt that you're absolutely on purpose. You don't have to wonder, did you make the right choice? You're going to know as you look back and no one can take that from you. It brings a great, great peace to be able to see your own journey and go, oh, there was a plan <laughs> all along. Because when we're in the moment, it's hard to get proper perspective. But like, think about if you just look back five years, even 10 years, you go, oh, wow, I'm a different person, you know, than I was then. And then we think, well, how do we get here? Well, this happened, that happened. So you'll see how life is just a opportunity uh, to make new choices and to grow into our next phase of being. So friends, I want you to know if you're here on planet Earth, you have a purpose. If you're here on planet Earth, your life has a plan. And it's incumbent upon you, it behooves you, to do your internal work so you know what that purpose is and so that you can live into that plan, so that you can live into that desire, live into that growth, and live into that purpose and really bless those around you. And and it'll set you up for future and next life to live a better, happy, more aware uh, incarnation. And of course, that's what we're all going for. We want to live from life from this expanded awareness. And this is what doing your life plan will help you with. So I hope you'll take the time to do it. If all you do is think about it, that's good. But even better is if you, you know, get down and dirty with it, get out your pens, get out your ruler, get out your markers, write that Write that line down, write those experiences, and then see how your spiritual growth has been uh, has been catapulted through these various experiences and how it is your spiritual DNA that has guided you forward the whole time. And I, I just can promise you it'll bring you a lot of peace in knowing that there was a method to the madness. <laughs> there, was, there was something guiding your journey, and it was your own spiritual DNA. It was your soul.
So we're thrilled you joined us today. As always, friends, I hope you're going to do some work on the life plan. And like I say, I'm feeling really guided to do a class coming up. So we'll hope I will hope you'll be able to join me for that as well. So we'll look forward to seeing you next week and blessings on the journey, dear friend. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Authentic Spiritual Journey here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com slash support. The Authentic Spiritual Journey is copyright 2022, Cynthia Alice Anderson, all rights reserved. Our theme music is composed by Dave Croft and used with permission from RR Hot Publishing. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.